Welcome back to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue through the Gospel of John. Today we are in John chapter 18, verse 25 through 40. And Jesus has been arrested. He's willingly allowed himself to be taken captive. They've first taken him to uh, Annas, and the reason for that is the Jews actually believed that a high priest was high priest for life. And so even though the Romans had named a new high priest, Caiaphas, spiritually, many still look to Annas. They went to him first, and he um, has him beat up. He asks him questions and then has him sent to Caiaphas. That's where we pick up verse 25. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself, so they asked him, You aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. Now this is the second time Peter has done this already. The second time in a very short window that Peter has denied being one of Jesus' disciples. Now, just a little bit ago in the garden, he pulled out a sword. He was ready to die for Jesus. But now that he sees the writing on the wall, now that he sees the way that Jesus is being treated and sees the high priest and the guards and the soldiers, he doesn't want to admit that he knows Jesus because he doesn't want to face the same fate. Verse 26, one of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him, didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, a rooster began to crow. Remember, this is what Jesus said was going to happen. He said before the cock crowed, before a rooster crowed, Peter would deny him three times, and that's exactly what Peter did. Again, Jesus is in total control of the situation. Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen to him and even gave details like this in advance so that Peter and us would know that Jesus was in control. Verse 28, Then the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the place of the Roman governor, By now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanliness, they did not enter the palace, because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, What charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, would we have handed him over to you? Okay, so look at what's happening. In the middle of the night, secretly, the Jewish court has met. But because of the day that it is and because Passover is there, they themselves don't want to put Jesus to death. So they take him to the Roman governor, Pilate. And when they deliver him, Pilate wants to know why he's being delivered, what the charges against him are. And listen to their circular logic. They tell Pilate, well, would we be bringing him here if there wasn't a reason for us to bring him here? So Pilate says to them in verse 31, take him yourself and judge him with your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected. So basically, because the Romans are in control and the Romans have taken away the Jewish right to um, be judge, jury, and executioner, Roman laws are in place. Uh, they don't have the right to just sentence Jesus to death on their own. So they're not looking to just try Jesus. This before a trial has ever taken place. They say, yeah, we don't want to try him because we can't kill him. Only you can kill him. So we've brought him here for you to try Verse 32, this took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Remember, crucifixion that Jesus has been talking about is uniquely a Roman um, punishment for death. That's not the way the Jews would have done it. So Jesus in advance knew this is exactly how it was going to go. Verse 33, 
Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Verse 34. Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Verse 35. I am a Jew, Pilate replied. Your own people and the chief priest handed you over to me. What is it that you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now, my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, Pilate said. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Here's the classic philosopher question. Are you ready? This is what happens to this day. This reverberates down through mankind. Jesus says, I am telling the truth, and everyone who believes in truth listens to me. So how do you think Pilate or any person of great logic or reasoning is going to answer this question? Verse 38, what is truth? Retorted Pilate. With this, he went out again to the Jews, gathered there and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, No, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in an uprising. So look at what happens here. Now that it's morning, the crowds have begun to gather. And they're gathered outside of Pilate's residence. And as Jesus is inside with Pilate, Pilate is questioning him, looking again for information about why the Jews want him killed. He, he begins this conversation by asking Jesus directly, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus actually responds to him by answering that his kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. So Jesus does not deny being a king. He just denies being the kind of king that they're referencing, the kind of king that they're all thinking about. See, here was the worry again. They believed that by charging Jesus with saying he was the king of the Jews, the Romans would have a reason to execute him because there was no king except Caesar. There was no king except the kings that Caesar allowed, the governors and the, the local rulers that Caesar put in place. So Jesus, by claiming to be the king of the Jews, that would be a reason for him to be on the other side of the law of Caesar. And so this is the charge they brought to the Romans. Jesus says he's the king. And, you know, we don't have any king but Caesar. So what they're doing here is trying to be instigators, to push political hot buttons. And we know this isn't actually what their worry was because look at who they want released. They want Barabbas. And what was Barabbas's crime? Barabbas had taken part in an uprising against the Romans. He was somebody who actually led again an insurrection, an uprising. Maybe you could consider him like leading a, a terrorist cell against the Roman government. This is a guy who organized a group of people who tried to overthrow or, or push out Roman rulership. And so he's been arrested by the Romans. And who is it that the Jews want released? It's Barabbas, that guy. 
Yet at the same time, they want Jesus to be killed by the Romans by acting like they're offended by Jesus being the king of Jews and that somehow challenging Roman rule. This whole thing is a sham. The religious leaders want Jesus dead because he's a threat to them and the status quo and their rulership and their authority because Jesus didn't do anything like they expect the Messiah to do. He didn't come and do the things that they wanted him to do. And because of that, their hardened hearts now are looking for any and every way that they can, just as they have been for an extended period of time here through this gospel, to have Jesus put to death. So, in the next one, we'll pick up and see how Pilate responds. For today, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you care deeply about your people and that you were willing to suffer on our behalf. I pray today that we would understand and learn, Jesus, that you, when you were wrongly accused, when you stood in front of an unjust system, you willingly endured all of it, even though it wasn't fair, in order that you could save us from our wickedness and our sin. Jesus, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.